The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today is about fixing ourselves, and it's so important that if we are able to manage ourselves and fix ourselves, then we get along so much better with other people around us, our families, our friends, our co-workers. So I've been reading this wonderful book called The Fix Yourself Handbook, Using the Process Way of Life to Transform Your Life into a Happy, Healthy journal uh, Journey. excuse me, And it is written by Foss Ruggiero, who is coming to us from beautiful Pennsylvania this morning. Let me tell you a little bit about his background. Foss is, um, has his professional career spans almost 40 years. He's been doing a lot of great work. He has consistently established new and exciting cutting-edge counseling programs in the pursuit of professional excellence and personal life enhancement, which we all want. He's a published research author, a clinical trainer, and a therapist. He's worked in settings that have included clinics for deaf children, prisons, nursing homes, substance abuse centers, inpatient facilities, and more. And this is tough stuff, so he's got to know what he's doing here. He's been president of the Community Psychological Center in Bangor, Pennsylvania. And in that capacity, he developed the Process Way of Life Counseling Program. And he has developed that into a formal text, which we're going to be talking about. You can find out more about him at Faust. Ruggiero, and I'm going to spell that. It's F-A-U-S-T-R-U-G-G-I-E-R-O dot com. Foss, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Mar, thank you for inviting me. So, this is a wonderful book, and it's really, I think it, it gives you um, step-by-step instructions, too. So, what is it that motivated you into writing the Fix Yourself Handbook? I'm a very uh, practical, very dynamic person in the way I in the way I live my life and in the way I counsel people. Uh, we put this program together; it works. It's very it's very fundamental. It's the kind of thing where you know, it's 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 what everyone got away from doing, from going inside themselves and and working there first and taking that outside rather than bringing the outside in. So uh, we put the processes together. It made sense, and I thought it's time to put this into a text so we can get it out on a more global scale. It absolutely is. You know, I I notice, I work at this all the time. I teach emotional intelligence for attorneys and for 
professional people. And then, of course, you teach best what you need to learn, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so I, I that's why I really wanted to interview you because I think we are, you know, a soul and brother sisters and brothers. <laughs> uh, so what's the first step in beginning to work with the Process Way of Life program? Well, you know, the first thing I tell everyone is you've got to get to the point where you're going to take your life off autopilot, you know, where you're going to stop following the crowd and just have an unconscious routine. Let's make some conscious decisions about what we want to do. So I tell people, let's establish the starting spot. Take life off autopilot. Let's uh, establish the, st- the starting spot, and let's begin to build from that point. Yeah. And, you know, you, have, you actually have a, a, a chapter called you know, the enemy within. Let's talk about that enemy within. Well, you know, again, I tell everyone that, uh, you know, inside us is all that stuff that we do that doesn't work for us. And then, you know, we we attempt to, to, to arrange our world based upon all that that stuff we're bringing in from the outside world. You know, there's a point in time where what's inside us has to become a friend, where we have to like who we are first, then we can take that out to the rest of the world. And and sometimes it's so hard to decipher what's going on. You know, when you get upset and your emotions get in the way, which I know we're going to talk about later, if you're real angry, you you often are just so in your ego that you don't even stop and say, what am I really feeling here? And why am I really feeling this? I think people just are looking outside themselves. And that's why I really like the idea of looking within and saying, wait a minute, am I my, my own worst enemy? <laughs> right? Well, you know, and again, that, that looking out uh, outside of us, that is always the problem, you know. And the reason we do that, I think, is because we go to, the, to that outside world and we can grab things, quick fixes that make us feel real good. They make us feel good, but they don't make us feel good inside. It's an enjoyable experience. It's a quick fix. And then we go back to ourselves, which feels broken or which feels unhappy or unfulfilled. And we we need to go out and constantly redo that all over again. Where If we fix what's in there, we get to the point where we like just being with ourselves. Everything changes. Right, right. And we're all works in progress, right? No matter how old we are. It, it, it never stops, and it should be something we enjoy doing. That's, that's the other issue. People look at, at, at coming to terms with yourself and fixing things as something that's going to be negative. It should be something you enjoy, particularly since you're going to do it the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, we take ourselves with us wherever we go, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> But, you know, I found myself, uh, you know, especially in these uncertain times, I I had some issue with someone and I found myself so angry at this person. And I finally asked myself, what are you doing here? This anger is hurting you. Why why just not let go and realize that that person is the way that they are because of what's going on inside of them? And I really had to step back. So even me, who works at this every day, still finds that I have to stop myself and remind myself of this stuff. So that's what makes it so hard, right? It, it does. 
you know, because the outside world never, never stops impacting on us. And, you know, and I've, I've always told people, just because you've gotten to the point that you've fixed your world, it doesn't mean that the rest of the world agrees with what you're doing, and they're going to continue to cross those boundaries you think you set up. So it, it's always a work in progress. It never stops. But again, if you become strong inside and enjoy the process of change, it, it's a much easier way to live yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really does. And and it's always about us, right? It really oh. is. Always, even though you want to blame somebody else, you have to come back and say, I am, you know, I don't have to allow this in my life. I don't have to allow getting angry just because somebody else is angry. And, you know, just like you, you deal with people who have you know, a lot of emotional problems. And I deal with people that are angry all the time. And I have to just put up those shields so that it's catching. Isn't conflict really contagious? Yes, it is. You know, because we all come from certain, you know, the, the past that we've lived. There are all those little trigger things, that, those trigger points in our lives, and we don't realize they're there. And all of a sudden, someone hits one, and we're at, we're, you know, we, the, the, the pace of our life is just accelerated, and now we're in a whole different framework. Uh, you know, and I always tell people, you know, and that's how we start our program. I tell them the first thing you've got to do is slow down a little bit. Uh, give your, you know, give your brain a chance to work. Um, something happens. Ask yourself, you know, what am I thinking? What do I need to do right here? That that three or four or five seconds actually pulls you away from that immediate anger response and gives your brain a chance to work. And that's the first. It's the it's one of the simplest things to tell people. One of the hardest things to do, though. I know. I have to tell people to just breathe, mm-hmm. you know? Let's all take a break. Let's just have some quiet time. <laughs> when people get really angry in session, and I can see it's escalating, I have this Asian bell, and I ring the bell, and the rule is when the bell rings, you don't talk until you can't hear the sound anymore. And it's amazing how people have to breathe in between. You know, and then we reset and we go, okay, now what is it that you're really trying to say here? What help me understand what's going on with you? You know, forget about what she said or he said or they said, just tell me how you feel about all this, you know. And it's, um, it's, it's a, it's tough, it's really can be very tough at times. So, you talk about understanding the value of warm conflict resolution. What does that mean to you? Well, the first thing I tell people is, you know, we look at conflict as a monster, this, you know, this thing with daggers that's going to come out and get us. Conflict is nothing more than two people who have a, a differing point of view. It's just simply different information. Uh, you know, in, in terms of emotional charge, it's neutral. We're the ones that put the charge into it. And we do that because we've already thought in our mind about what the other person's going to say or do. Uh, we, we, we're, we're beginning to admit either failure or the battle. So we're prepared to do battle ourselves. So the first thing I tell people is understand it as a mere information exchange. It's really a wonderful intellectual gift. There's a lot of learning to be had there. You know, calm down, just express information. Don't try to control the other person. Don't try to move them in your direction. Just tell them what you think. Let them tell you what they think. Listen to what they say. Process it. And then if that can go back and forth, you get a real nice exchange. 
Exactly. We can learn from each other. You know, right now we're in such a difficult time. We have an election coming up next month, and we see people online, you know, yelling at each other. We've seen candidates, you know, in their anger. And, you know, it's it's a tough situation because people get so hijacked by their amygdala in their brain, which is their limbic, in their limbic system, which is, you know, the fight, flight, or flee. That's the thing is that they just don't know how to slow down. So how do you help people even to get to that point where they can slow down so that they can hear each other and say, I see it differently? As you know, there's a chapter in the book on that, and 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 I always tell people you're you're talking about getting trying to get get some balance in, in your world, and the first thing you've got to do is, is start with the physical. You just you just alluded to it before, breathing. You know, take a deep breath is one one aspect. The other way I tell people is let's get three or four or five of those cleansing breaths going, and and when you're doing that, you're all, you're you're beginning to reduce uh, the stress in your body, but you're also doing something else that you didn't count on, which is you're putting some time between what you heard and your response. So you're allowing yourself to slow down a bit. Uh, the other thing I do, it, it, it's kind of like, I hate to use the word coaching, but intellectual coaching where you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to do these things. You know, that internal language really gets us going. And we, if we can talk to ourselves in more positive terms, what am I going to do? How can I make this work out you know, in, in such a fashion that, it, that it's, it's successful? Those things help, um, but we go so fast because we are, if you think about it, when people are talking, most of us are reloading. We're ready to go with the next thing because we're not, we're not even hearing what they're saying. Right. And, you know, with what you and I do, we have to hear what people say because that, that prompts our next response. Yeah, and it helps us understand where they're coming from. Right, exactly. And so, you know, we're doing all these things that accelerate our pace. The other thing we do is, you know, when I say physical things, is we pump ourselves full of accelerants. You know, from the caffeine through the uh, the energy drinks and anything else stronger, we're always going 100 miles an hour, and we got to the point where we love that pace. That's the problem. Right. Right. You know, I've been a meditator since I was 19 years old. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to the University of Wisconsin and I rem- and I, we held an initiation for transcendental meditation. So, you know, if I don't meditate, if something happens that I don't, which is very rare, I can feel the difference in you know my body. Absolutely. I can <laughs> feel reactive, right? Yep, and I tell people to if, if if they're willing to do meditation, and you know nothing to be scared of. It's just a simple twenty minutes where you sit down and and and, and you relax and clear your mind, and you can incorporate your breathing into that. Right. Which is what we do anyway. Those two items, you know, in twenty minutes, that's about what the body likes to calm itself right down. If you can do that once a day, your body, you know, your body and your mind. Uh, they, they become trained to work in unison like that. Exactly, exactly. And and even if you're not doing that, or if you do it but still someone is really aggressive or something, it's, people think that they have to defend themselves, right? When oh. some, yeah, when people attack me, I just stop. I stop, I don't say anything, and then I ask myself, okay, I, I have to get, because I know that I'll get into my amygdala, I know I'm going to want to react so then I take that time to, th- to just stop and get calm 
and then I respond rather than react. But it it's it's there it's there's like between the stimulus and the response, there is that that special magical moment. <laughs> you know what I do, um, and I've done this in my practice for years. Uh, when people get confronted or they get angry and they're really pushing that point forward, I, I, I start I start with what you do. I, I I don't say anything, and then I begin. I, I call it the three D way of working. I ask them three questions about what they're saying. Now, usually, if they're angry enough, they may answer one. They may even get to the second one, but they will not get to the third. <laughs> So it's, it's a bit of a trick, but what I've done is I've slowed the pace down. I've, uh, instead of defending myself, which is what they're waiting for, right. I turned it right back to them. Right. And I said, okay, well, you said this. What did you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. And, okay, 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 now you said this, but what did you mean? And by the time we get to question three, they're saying, well, you know what I mean, or, or all right, fine, <laughs> let's move on to something else. They don't want to talk about it anymore. Right, and right. and it's, it's a much easier way to go. So I diffuse things, and, and I diffuse that by actually empowering them. I say, here, you've got the floor. Yeah, but, exactly. But you've got to be intelligent about what you're saying now, because that's what I'm asking you for. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because it brings them out of that anger when you're kind of saying, okay, I heard you said this, what, what, you know, help me understand what you mean. That's right. that's what I say, which is similar to what you do. Help me understand right. what you mean. And then you keep asking, well, I'm not quite sure I understand. Tell me more about that. <laughs> right. In other words, you're not engaging them in any battle anymore. No. You're not, you're not surrendering, so they know they have to express themselves intelligently, but you now have removed the battle completely, and you said, okay, fine, you want the floor, I'm going to give you the floor. Right. But I need you then to tell me what you're saying so that I can understand it. Yeah. That's all. Verbal Aikido. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, actually, you have a whole chapter called confronting others peacefully and i love that because i i i call it the velvet confrontation (laughs) talk about that that's such an important thing especially now when we are everybody's really like at heightened anger concern fear all that stuff with every crazy thing that's going on in our society and in our whole world so talk about what you explain is the the confronting others peacefully you know that starts with a question i think for me anyways what do i want this this verbal exercise to do do i want to have to be a yelling match do i want to win or do i want that other person to understand what i'm saying and do i want to understand what they're saying and for that to occur there's got to be some conditions i have to you know i i can't just go there and force myself on the person i'm going to ask for their their permission to have the conversation hey do you mind if we sit down and talk about this mm-hmm. then i'm going to express myself softly i'm going to present present myself uh, my points intelligently and i'm going to give them time to respond and i'm we're going to we're going to create a very warm a very safe environment to talk if you know when you do that you've got like three three quarters of it done already the rest of it then just becomes a real warm exchange, something that you can enjoy doing. And I always tell people, if you're communicating with someone, be it your spouse or your friends or, 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 or people you're working with, you should be able to enjoy that process. So what do you have to do to get there? Ask yourself those questions rather than what do I have to do to, to defend my position. Yeah, and I think one of the things that you said that's really important is to speak low instead of yelling right and slow i i notice that 
you know, when I'm excited, I can talk quickly. You know, when I'm saying, hey, let's do this. I'm so excited. But you cannot use that tone and you cannot use that speed. When I'm in mediation, boy, I just slow down. My questions are slow. You know, it's like I I turn into a different person. Well, what (laughs) happens when you do that is you actually command their their, their, their listening to you. You actually make them listen because now they have to be quiet in order to hear what you say. And if you talk slow, they get the message. If, If they begin to talk loud, I just go slower yet. And I tell them this is how I'm going to conduct what we're doing here. And you can be part of it, but if you're going to talk louder, you're going to scream. I really probably—it's doubtful that I'll, I'll understand your points. Exactly, or you'll immediately put up a barrier because you don't want to hear it. Right. Yeah. And I tell that to people too. The yelling matches—all you hear is volume. You don't hear words. You don't—you don't hear any logic in there. So the screaming match doesn't work. Right. Right. I love you talk about brain power over emotional balance. I love that. Do you want to explain what you mean by that? Yeah, you know, uh, I always tell, again, tell people that we've got to be able to, it's great to express your emotions, but we want to do that in a healthy fashion. And the way you do that is to allow your brain to understand what the facts are. We, we can use, you know, uh, a presidential debate as an example. The screaming went back and forth. I'm not sure who heard who. Uh, but if it was enough time to just slowly take your emotions out of it, I don't just, I don't just mean the, the, the people in the debate. I mean those of us that were listening to it and were getting angry while, while we were hearing things. If we take our emotions out of it and just work with the facts, and then we can emote on what we heard later on, but give your brain enough time to really look at facts. When I talk, it doesn't matter which Republican, Democrat, Independent, it doesn't matter. When I talk to people and ask them the facts, again, they don't have them. They're, they're, they're talking about this jerk and that guy over there, and right. they're not coming out with the facts. And well, I said, well, that's fine. Get involved, but get involved with the facts. Get your emotions down, and I, t- I give them steps in the book to do that. Take, get, get, take your emotions down so you have the facts, and you yourself then sound intelligent when you talk. Exactly. I want to uh, say the name of your book again. It's called The Fix Yourself Handbook, Using the Process Way of Life to Transform Your Life into a Happy, Healthy Journey. And isn't that what we all really want, to have a happy, healthy journey? Oh, my goodness. So, um... Let's let's just talk a little bit about. Um, can you apply? Let's talk a little bit about what kind of problems your fix yourself handbook can do. You know, or when, when I counsel, uh, people will come in and they'll present one problem: it's anger, or it's a marriage thing, or whatever it may be. And the more we go into the session, the more problems I find. And there's because nothing is just one layer deep. So when I wrote the book, I wanted it to be a program that could attack any problem in life. And that's what a good program should do. So so it's 36 chapters long. It's 36 different problems that most of us deal with in our lives. So if you learn how to work this program, you should be able to apply it to anything that comes up in your life. That's the way it was designed. Right, because emotions affect us no matter who we are. And no matter what we're doing, we have emotions at work, we have emotions with our loved ones, with our kids, our spouses, whatever, that, that's, really, um, that's really what's happening. You have a 
a chapter in here that I love because I have a chapter that I wrote in my most recent book. It's about setting and defending boundaries. And boundaries are a lifelong issue, aren't they? Let's talk a little bit about boundaries. You know, people come in, they say, help me set boundaries. And I always tell them, uh, us setting the boundaries, you're going to give me information. You're going to tell me what's happening and what you need. And us setting the boundaries, we're going to do that in a session. That's not hard defending your boundaries from repeated (laughs) attacks, and I call the people the boundary thieves. They're going to come and they're going to cross every boundary you set up because they want what they want, and they want you to do what they want, and that's never going to stop. It's just the way it is. So you have to become very good at establishing a boundary and then being being able to defend those attacks and some sometimes they're blatant and in your face and sometimes they're real insidious you can you don't even know it's happening and a good boundary thief does it little by little right right so you know let's give some examples i know this is what i i teach this also so we are really kindred spirits here and i work on boundaries all the time you know and i sometimes i have to tell people in mediation to just say I give them certain uh, phrases to say, like, I'm really not comfortable with that. Or uh, tell me how else we can do this. You know, <laughs> that won't work for me. What, what else might work for both of us? So are there some little statements that you give people so that they can, like, set that boundary? You know, we set the boundary, and then people are going to come and, again, challenge it. And the first thing I say to them is, you have to be relentless at defending it. And the way you do that is to say, I'm not sure you understood what I was saying before, but this is what I'm going to do or not going to do. Right. And you've got to stay right there. They're going to try to move you inch by inch. They'll negotiate. They'll bargain with you. Uh, or they'll uh, put a little pressure on. And when you don't, they may even give you some personal attacks. You've got to be able to simply look at them and say, I know the boundary is correct. This is where I'm going to stay. Right. And, 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 and you can't back off that. And, and so, you know, that's the first thing I tell them. This is my boundary. I'm not going to move from that. The second thing I say to them is tell the person, that's, that may work for you. Right. That's fine, but it doesn't work for me. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So you're okay doing that for yourself, and I respect that. Go ahead, do it. But I am, myself, I'm not going to do that. Yes, yes. You know, I remember one of my clients had to say, you know, uh, when her husband was drinking, she had to say, you know, if you choose to drink, that's your choice, but I can't be with you if you're going to do that. My, You know, and that was, okay, you know, whatever you choose to do in your life is your choice. What I choose to do to protect myself and to protect my own health is my choice. And that's, you don't have to be nasty when you're protecting boundaries, right? No, you're matter of fact on those. That's what I tell people. Get your emotions out of it. You don't have to be nasty. You don't have to scream. You don't have to leave the room. You're just matter of fact. This is what I said to you. And, and that example you just gave, I have had hundreds of times. I think I have three or, three or four of them now. And I'm and saying the same thing. Hey, if you want to use that substance, that's up to you. However, it impacts my world. I can't do that. So I may have to make some other choices, and you have to understand that. Yeah, I love it. I think so many people have a problem with that. And when they don't defend their boundaries, then they get angry, but they really, it's, it's they're allowing it, correct? They're angry at themselves. 
if we think we're angry at the other person, the other person, I, I, keep, I keep telling people that the other person is going to be consistent about trying to move you off your boundary because it, does, it makes their world more difficult. So don't expect that they're going to agree. Just be able to calmly say, this is where I am and I'm not moving. Yeah, yeah. Even, even when people were, you know, argue about uh, what's going on in politics, uh, what I usually say is, I see it very differently. How can you fight with me if I say I see it differently than you? <laughs> I mean, you should be allowed to. Right? right, exactly. Well, we are just about out of time, so I just want to say, why don't you just tell the name of your book and your website, and then it's time to go. Sounds great. name of the book is The Fix Yourself Handbook. Uh, you can find that on Amazon or, or any of the re- local retailers. Uh, find it on my website, faustrigero.com, and uh, dedicated solely to the book. All the information is there. And just pre- would you please spell your website since uh, I, I want to make sure everybody can get there. It is my name, faustrigero, F-A-U-S-T-R-U-G-G-I-E-R-O.com. Right. And you can also go to conflicthealing.com where you're, where you're seeing his picture, his bio, and we link to his website. So thank you so much for all the great work that you're doing. It's so nice to have a kindred spirit to talk to. And I wish you the very best with your books, and it's really wonderful. So thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much, too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. you got to fight both night and day. Doesn't matter what some people may say. Don't be the lamb's crap, be the lion's roar, cause love is worth fighting.